Hi, Hunters. Thank you for tuning into the Flushman and Dustin podcast brought to you by Nick and Tyler, the boys from Ringnecks and Retrievers. In this podcast, we will talk about guns, dogs, gear, and our successes and failures in the field through our combined 40 years of experience. We speak with hunters just like you from across the nation about their days in the field and the many memories they built with their friends and family. We are excited to have you listen. Now let's get to Flushman and Dustin. Hey hunters, welcome back to Ring Next Retrievers. Appreciate you guys being back on the Flushman Dustin podcast, listening in uh, tonight. We got Nick as well as a special guest, uh, Travis. He's also known as ND Upland or North Dakota Upland on Instagram. Uh, so you're gonna have to check him out there. Make sure you guys drop down in our description. Check out all the sponsors we got, so you can help keep this podcast going. We appreciate that. Um, we're going to get into it with Travis. Uh, we actually f- started following each other on Instagram a few months back. Uh, he's got a beautiful looking black lab, uh, obviously lives in North Dakota. Um, so Travis, if you want to introduce yourself, tell you how you got some started on birds, talk about your black lab and we'll just go from there. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, appreciate guys having me on. Um, yeah. it's going to be fun. Um, yeah, Travis Mithun live in Southeast North Dakota um, with my wife, Leslie. We have three children, uh, Russell, who's five, Lydia is three, and then Thomas, who's seven months old. Um, and then we have a black lab female named Kirby, um, who's... I like that name. Yeah, seven and a half years old. This year going on her eighth hunting season. Um, so I was originally born in Cody, Wyoming, out by Yellowstone. Um, and didn't move out to North Dakota until 2012. Um, so I was lucky enough to have parents that introduced me to the outdoors at a super young age, um, hunting, fishing, camping, anything outside. Um, did a lot of uh, chasing elk, deer, pronghorn around um, so, throughout yeah, my elk, time there, nice as you can see. Yep, as you can see, got... What's that? How big are those elk, like score-wise? Um, yeah. So the one against that that far wall is like, oh, three forty-five, and then the the one right behind me is like three thirty. So pretty, pretty nice elk. I'm pretty lucky there. Yeah. Um, What's a? I don't even know what a good score for elk is. Any so. like anything over three hundred is a really good elk. I would say you know okay. six by six is yeah. is solid. So and I, I mean it took me twelve years of hunt to get those. So it's. Oh. <laughs> You know, we put in a lot of time and effort, but uh, still Shit. pretty fortunate. Shit, Tyler's just been hunting 12 years, and he finally got his first pheasant this last year. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> pretty good. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everyone's on their own time. It's all right. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, we did have bird dogs growing up. My dad had a Brittany and then two Springer Spaniels. Um, but bird hunting was was pretty spotty where we were at um you know we hunted a lot of pen raised birds that were released into some public land yep um gets hit hard people know when they're gonna release birds you gotta be there at the right time so i, I remember just so i find that so weird like they don't that i know they don't do that in iowa i know they do that in wisconsin yeah but i just it's it's just crazy dude. yeah it's let's release only... birds and tell the public when we're gonna release them so you can go yeah. kill them what the yeah. fuck right it's <laughs> the only place i've heard of it and it was normal to me, you know, um, yeah. hunting that. And I remember just putting in miles and we'd 
get one hen that wouldn't get up and the dogs would get it or you know so you, something you like can, that you could shoot hens too in a yeah any any bird yep, yep. oh wow yep so like a game farm but exactly it is but yeah it's not as many birds <laughs> if yeah. you get one you're lucky you know um but you know my dad is from originally from north dakota so i we'd come back um maybe twice a year sharp tail opener pheasant opener and get some hunting in but but nothing crazy um then i moved out here in 2012 my wife got a te teaching job followed her out here and uh hopefully she's staying safe during covid yes she is it's pretty yeah. stressful time but uh yeah we're, we're doing good yeah for sure um but yeah she got a teaching job i followed her out here and just living out here it was like all right like i gotta get a bird dog so <laughs> Um, yes, so what brought you to the lab I guess what was what was your choice on that yeah so when I was a um probably a freshman or sophomore in college my dad got a black lab named Tori um and That's like she did. just lit a fire in my dad and me for bird hunting um he would come out um to North Dakota with his his brothers and friends and hearing their stories, I wasn't able to go with them being in college, um, hearing their stories um, kind of just flipped a switch for me. You know, yep. when I had the opportunity, I was going to get a dog and it was going to be a black lab. Yep. Um, and then, you know, I was able to hunt with her uh, my first year out here and it was, you know, she was just unbelievable. It was the best dog I've ever seen. I haven't been around a lot of bird dogs at that point, um, but she was just awesome to watch. She just worked every dog um into the ground you know she just she's just unreal nice um and so after that first year being in north dakota i said you know i have to get my own i got got her in july of 2013 um and then had her out that fall chasing sharp tail and, and pheasants so turn around with her yeah how, yeah so how has she progressed have you seen a lot of like, I mean, obviously as a young dog, you brought her out. Mm -hmm. How old was she? Six months old on her yep. first hunt. Um, yep. And kind of what, you know, what'd you do? Obviously as a young dog, there's a lot to learn. What did, what'd you do to help her kind of get ready for, you know, that first season. And then after your first season, you probably learned a lot about your dog and what needed to be worked on. What'd you kind of do to prepare yourself for her second and then uh, seasons past that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was 23 when I got her and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, relied a lot on books, online resources, and then my dad, um, for advice that he had. Yeah. Um, I knew I wanted to train her myself and take that, take that on. Um, and I probably didn't do the greatest job, you know, not knowing it a lot, not having the patience that I should have. Um, but yeah, taking her on that first hunt, grouse hunt, and all she did was follow the other dogs around. Yeah. You know, just yeah. having a good time, enjoying it. But we got her around birds mm -hmm. and that, you know, socializing, that was huge. Um, and then we took her up to pheasant opener. Um, and it was just my dad and I on that first walk and with Tori. And she just, the, the, um, she flipped that switch, you know, yep. um, it took, you know, a couple retrieves following 
Tori, um, then I knocked down a bird. She was on it right away, saw it, you know, perfect scenario. Um, and she came dragging that thing out by the neck. You know, she couldn't lift it up. But, yep. you know, I look at my dad. He looks at me. We're all smiling. He had tears in his eyes. I definitely didn't. But, uh, <laughs> Don't worry. Nick, Nick cries all the time. <laughs> I do. Every time I, every time I miss a damn bird, <laughs> throw my gun at the ground and right. I'm done for the day. Throw a little poor, fit. Poor sport. Yeah. yeah right. right. Um, but, you know, ever, ever since then, she's just um, – just improved every year as far as um, her drive and um, you know pushing me to want to hunt more um, yeah. it's been it's been great she's been a great dog can't ask for anything more you know Travis I want to piggyback off something you said you said mm -hmm. that you know when she was young um, she followed the the bird dog now you know, yep. I, I paid to have diesel trained. So mm -hmm. uh, the only credit I can take is that I reinforced, reinforced, reinforced everything that he got taught. Yep. Now, when I took him out with, I don't, it wasn't so much Murph. It was more Lola. Cause she was like yeah. under one when we first went hunting with her. Okay. Young. And decent, she was super young. Um, I think Murph, I think he was kind of on his own schedule, but Lola will now point cause diesel was a pointing lab and she started pointing last yep. year. We found out that she would follow him around. And he would point now last year she started pointing into the season and i can't i don't know if that's right because of diesel i, I mean i can't say oh yeah it's 100 percent. i don't know maybe it's in her line too but right. i mean it's kind of a kind of crazy right right it's kind of the big indicator yeah yeah for yeah. sure and it like it it was cool too you know you said you brought him out super young and nick and i brought diesel out uh south dakota what was that like four five years ago five years ago it was when he was he was just one yeah, yeah. he's super young and um mm -hmm. it was kind of his first really pheasant hunting experience yeah. and it's crazy to see just how much he's progressed from that first year and it's just you know for listeners i mean just getting your dog on the birds yes. as many birds as you can um yep. you know a lot of people i think are worried about you know having that that awesome delivery, you know, in the field and make sure they're the dog's holding it perfect, you know, but it's like, man, you just got to get that dog on birds. Have them bring yep. it back. You know, when they're young like that, you know, you can't expect them to have a perfect retrieve and whatnot. And I think sometimes yeah. people focus on that a little too much, but yeah, getting your dog on birds mm -hmm. is just huge. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think for diesel and, probably Tyler's dogs too. I know like two and a half going into year three, it was just, it was on. Yeah. Yep. He, he turned yep. to, he turned it to another level. And I actually, I just texted Tyler's today. I said, you know, this year he's, he turned six. So I didn't really train him that much all summer. It was kind of hot out, mm -hmm. kind of getting that older stage. So what I did <laughs> yeah. is I, I cut his food back and we walked, we literally walked uh, three to yep. four times a week about two, two and a half miles, depending on where we went. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been now, I'm getting out and I'm training him, as you can see on our Instagram page. I'm really putting him through the, the paces. And I said, God, I feel like he's in mid-season mid form already. Like, it's just crazy just, like, taking those little aspects and adding it in. So I'm actually expecting this year to be his best year yet. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that, you got to treat those wily vets a little different, I think. Yeah. You know, give yeah. them their rest. Yep. Um, you know, after that walk yesterday that we went on, she was sore, you know, it's, yep. So did you, know, you, did you go, it, 
was Sharp Tail opener yesterday? Yes, it was. Yep, North Dakota opened on uh, yep on Saturday there. Nice. How uh, how many did you get? I got three. The limit, North yeah. Dakota. Oh. Yep. So yeah, it was a great day. Do you hit up uh, mainly public ground, or is you got private ground up there? Yeah. So in southeastern North Dakota, where where I'm at, there's not a lot of public ground. Um, we do have a thing called Plots, North Dakota. It's um, private land, open to sportsmen. Um, kind of like uh, block management, Montana walk-in areas. Okay. You know, yep. Similar. Um, but those get hit really hard early. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I like to hit them early. There's really good stuff out there. There's not as much anymore with crop prices the way they are and kind of in flux there. Um, but, you know, locally, um, I do hunt a lot of private land for pheasants but I know most of the landowners that I hunt and I'm, yep. you know, familiar with them over the years, or I'll give them a call if it's a new property, kind of explain where I'm going to be at, make sure I'm not infringing on anything they got going on. Yep. Um, and I think that goes a long way. Um, but where I'm at, it's mostly, I would say mostly private, probably 75%. Nice. Yep. That's, that's rare. I would say. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, Tyler and I are 80 90 percent uh i'd say public <laughs> oh really yep. yeah yeah it's yeah. where we're at i mean in iowa it's i don't know i think if we went and asked more farmers we'd probably get on more private ground um, right there is a lot of opportunity in iowa yeah. kind of um some good plots that we go on which is good mm -hmm. yep but so the, yesterday um on opener tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about it tell us about the day so uh, yeah how, how also okay. how do you is sharpies hunting is that just you yeah just hunt those like pheasant like i've never hunted them damn things like, sharpies sharpies are different because they if you're trying to kick up a pheasant you're not going to kick up a sharpie it's just totally different cover <laughs> you're looking for that like ankle high shin high grass brush for okay. sharpies oh um so yeah, yesterday we woke up at 5 a.m. I got to travel two hours to get to a decent Sharpie spot. Um, and we got out there right at, right at sunrise, um, took off, which you probably shouldn't do. You want to let them like, you know, get to where they're going to feed yep. and then maybe come back. Um, but we were way too excited. We couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't hold off. Un understandable. Yeah. 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 It's been a long summer. Um, but we took off, we saw like seven or eight dump into this wheat field um to the south of this the state section that we were walking um and then geez we ended up walking for an hour straight like hard i bet i covered you know i bet we covered two and a half miles in that hour and just came up bone dry nothing um got way back in deep she got birdie on some buck brush it's like uh, shrubs that are knee high i would say kind of where they i think they bedded up um came up over this rise jumped a group of 10 Missed the first shot, obviously, and then uh, dumped one the second shot. Um, she brought it to me, and I watched where they landed. And we tried to get on them again, and we walked for another hour, I would say, and just, just couldn't find them. And we're just working our way back to the truck. And I was hoping that they'd come out of this wheat field back into the cover, um, yep. you know, and we'd kind of hit them on our way back. Um, probably about a hundred yards from the truck, I come up and there's this, this little nice draw, you know, that shin high grass that you're looking for. And it just, it just erupted with sharp tail. And I've never, really? you never really get into 
really big flocks or I haven't anyways, maybe other people do, but you know, five, six, seven at a time, th there's like 30 birds in here. Oh, wow. Um, and it just, it just blew up. And of course, missed the first shot again, um, drop another one. She goes and gets it as I'm reloading, um, three more get up and I, I blast off two and, and miss, <laughs> but I watch these, them sail and they, they can fly like a mile, three quarters of a mile. Cool. So we watch them dump in about a half mile away and the truck's right there. And I'm thinking we're soaking wet. It was raining you know, just covered in water. It's like trucks right there. We could, we could just call it a day. You know, we got two yep. birds. That's pretty dang good. I don't, you know, I don't care if we get three. Um, but she had a good energy. I had good energy. First hunt of the year I said, why not? So we took off, get to where I saw them dump in again in some brush brush. She gets really birdie, like just going nuts. So I get ready. And of course she kicks up one grouse, I don't know, probably 15 yards away. Boom, boom, nothing. Just like picture perfect crossing shot, what you think of in your mind, and I just blew it. Um, <laughs> it's like shit. What, you know, like, what are you what are you shooting? I shoot a twelve gauge. Over and under or what? Yeah, over and under front. Okay. Yep, yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, only two shots. I blew it. Um <laughs> And I'm like shaking my head. That's, like That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I go up over this rise and I bump into that group of 30 again. Oh, nice. And I take w one shot this time, drop my third bird. Kirby goes and gets it and we make the long trek back to the truck. But um, talk about like just the hunt that we needed after the summer, everything going on. Yeah. You know, whatever side you're on, it's just like, it's just been crazy. Um, yeah. And for that two and a half, three hours, it's just, you know, able to clear your mind, get out yep. and walk, be with your bird dog all alone, middle of nowhere. It was, it was great. What, what are the bird numbers like in North Dakota? Is that, are they comparable? So in my experience, mm -hmm. you know, South Dakota is the place to go, but is yep. it the place to go? Like, I mean, you have maybe more experience than we do. Yeah, you know, up, right. up in those areas. And I'm super biased. I'd say North Dakota is where it's at. But um, I've never right. hunted South Dakota. So I can't, I really can't say. Um, bird numbers are um, getting very good. They're going to be very good this year. Nice. Um, like I said, I've never seen a group of Sharpies like that. That's a very good indicator of the winter we had previous years. Um, the pheasants I'm seeing on the roads, the chicks, the broods, um, it's going to be really good talking to the farmers. They're seeing real good numbers. Um, it's going to be a good year. I think it'll probably be one of the better years in the last, man, I've been here eight years. It'll probably be the best year in the last eight years, I would say, as far as North Dakota goes. And they, Ooh, they used to have unreal numbers like 10, 12 years ago. Yep. I heard it was just lights out. Um, but they're they're getting back up there. I think it's going to be good. Well, we had a couple mild winters. Mm -hmm. I guess this year was pretty mild and didn't really rain too much until just the, this last week here in Iowa. Rain like right. five days straight. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, but the hatch is yeah. already done, so those birds should survive. So yeah, for sure. Yep. Do you uh, so for for pheasant? You said you hunt mainly private ground with the farmers and whatnot. Yep. Are they? Do they have? like big grass areas you more waterway type bird hunting or yeah um so i guess one thing i should say about private land in north dakota is if it's not posted you can legally hunt it 
I don't know if it's like that yeah. where you guys are Thank at. You, you hunted. You hunted. And I were getting shot. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, that's how it is in Wyoming growing up. So, so if it's what do you mean? Yeah, it's, like it's if it says doesn't say no hunting, you can just drive in the field and hunt it. Correct. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty unreal. Um, so do you actually get to call rights to this land then? Like, do they post it that you can't hunt it then? Um, no, I don't personally do that. No. Okay. As far as, you know, posting it for my own good, I, I haven't done that. Um, but you know, there is people that lease it out or yep. whatever that would be posted. Then you can't go in there without permission. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if there's no poster on the corners or the, a gate to a property, you are free to hunt it. Um, oh, I still man. like to try and contact the landowner yeah. if I can, um, you know, if there's cattle or a house nearby or something. Um, but as far as ground that we cover, um, we have a lot of wheat, corn, and bean fields. Um, and then along those are sloughs, like cattail sloughs, um, tree rows. Um, I would say what we like to hunt is cattail sloughs, that thick cover yeah. um, for birds. If you can find a cattail slough in the middle of a cornfield, that's like the ticket. That's that's my favorite. I, I'm taking notes on that. Yeah, right. Cattail <laughs> slough, middle yep. cornfield. Do you, do you hunt wheat stubble? I know I've seen some people post about that. I don't know how that works, but yeah, it's we don't really hunt it exclusively. Um, you know those birds, those pheasants will run out there and they'll duck their heads down. You can't even see them in that stubble. You know they'll just take off and yeah. almost be invisible. Yeah, they basically run like horizontal. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They run and horizontal, Nick. They're running on the ground. <laughs> well, you, they fucking turn their body. You know? <laughs> You know what I mean. Yeah, spell everything out. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Um, but it's super hard because they just run. You know, they just take off. Um, so that's why we like to we like to hunt the cover that'll hold them a little tighter, so you yeah. can get in a little closer. What is hunting in the winter up there like? I mean, don't you guys have like a shit ton of snow and yeah, cold hell? Yeah, it's brutal. Oh. But you know, give me a like a ten degree day with eight inches of fresh snow, and that's Oh man, all day. And it keeps the keeps people inside so I can kind of well, beat by myself. That, but having a having a you know, a lab or retriever, that's what makes them great. You know, they yep, absolutely. Don't freeze up. I actually hunted with the uh, Vishala oh, I don't know, it was, it was probably two years ago now, but we were out hunting and actually we were doing a hunting competition. I think I told Tyler about this. Yeah. And we went out, and Diesel was slaying him. It was cold. <laughs> it was snow, you know, touching his belly. And the Diesel is not very big. And Diesel and I, so we had to get 10 birds in an hour. And you could have two dogs, two people. That's it. Go. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And then you get 20 shells. So each person gets 10 shells. Oof. Okay. Yeah. So you go. And we ended up, Diesel and I ended up getting seven. And that dog got wow. one. I was like, oh, I'm like, man, if you just done your part, you know. Right. <laughs> We yeah, try with one. <laughs> like shit. <laughs> so, it was crazy. So damn cold during it, wasn't it? What's that? Wasn't the dog freezing during? Yeah, the... that, that, yeah, that's my point. Like having a retriever or lab, like it was diesel. Had, he wasn't cold at all. It was Vishla just like completely froze up, and then he had yeah. a vest. He had a vest on her too, and she just was. She was so small, so short haired. You know, her, right. her paws up. Diesel mm -hmm. was like, you know kid on sunday just right around having fun lollipops in his mouth you know yeah i, I take the snowshoes out to certain locations if i have to oh, oh do you? 
Yeah, if the snow's that deep. We did it last year. I mean, it sucks, and I get just whipped doing it. Um, and the dog, you know, is post-holing all the way through through the snow. But if you can get back into those some of those spots that people haven't touched in a month, it's, you know, it's some awesome hunting. So. Yeah. so when it's pheasant season there, can you hunt Sharpies too? Like, yep. is, it, is they intermingle? Yeah, so Sharpies starts, yeah, this, this weekend, I think that goes all the way to um, first weekend in January, and, and then pheasant will open on October. Pheasant? pheasant is three. Three, okay. Along with Sharpies is three, um, Partridge is three. Okay. Yep. When does pheasant is open in North Dakota? Uh, this year, I think it's October 11th, that weekend, Man, somewhere in there. We're getting gypped here in Iowa. What was the last weekend in October? Jesus. Oh, really? That's late. Yeah. It is late. Short season. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. When does it end? January tenth. January. Okay. Yeah. South Dakota just extended theirs to the end of January, right? I saw that. So we're going there um, the day after Black Friday. Um, oh, it's nice. On Saturday. So we're leaving, and then we're hunting until that Wednesday. Come back Thursday. Um, but uh, I'm thinking about so in South Dakota. I don't know if this is the same with North Dakota. You can buy when you buy your license it's two five-day passes basically yeah that's the same north dakota i guess yeah Four, so, 14 days or something yeah so my wife is actually pregnant we're having a baby in december at some point Oh, nice and then uh i was thinking about maybe if i could wing it maybe i just you know i get a little paternity leave might just uh <laughs> wing out there in january for a quick one you know take oh, advantage know. of all of it right <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. T- tell her mom to come down for a week right. hey you want to yeah. come down shit spend some time you don't need me Right. No, you don't. Not at that time. No, I can't breastfeed you. So, <laughs> so did you get out and do any? Uh, do they have dove hunting up in North Dakota? That's they do. Doing. Yeah. So that opened the first. Um, actually, the in-laws were in town last weekend, and the wife and I stuck snuck away and sat in the field for a couple hours. Um, shot some doves. So yeah, Sounds it's like... it's always fun. Sounds like your wife probably outshoots you since you missed quite a Yeah, lot. yeah, she definitely does. She's way more patient and, yeah, understanding. I just throw off a little fit and miss the next shot. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you there. Yeah. yeah. Did you uh, – do you cook them up? I did – I went dove hunting, what, the other week and had for, tried it for the first time with uh, dove poppers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, cream cheese and bacon. Yeah, that's that was favorite. legit. I yeah. was I was very surprised with that. Super good. Is that how yeah, you do it? Or? Yeah, we do that. Um, this last time, in-laws again. You know, they haven't had a dove before. Just cooked them in butter with salt and pepper, and we had them for breakfast with eggs. And it was like, you know, they they just melt in your mouth. That meat, yeah. it's just steak. Just eggs and dove. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> That's um, crazy. Yeah, they they enjoyed it, so must have tasted all right. Yeah. So so I don't know uh, North Dakota actually at all mm-hmm. um so if somebody was coming to north dakota to do just a bird hunt you know they, let's say, mm-hmm. say they want a mixed bag like you're talking yeah about, sharpies pheasant all that um yep. you know where would you recommend them heading to um obviously you said you drove two hours from where you're at you're on the right east side of north dakota so yep. you know what are those towns what are those areas for some of the listeners that want to head that way yeah for sure um so first thing i would do north dakota game and fish does a great thing where um, they kind of publish the harvest data from the previous years on the top counties. Yep. Um, I can't rattle those off off the top of my head as for each species, but um, 
definitely would check that out. Um, if you want to get into sharp tail, grouse, and partridge, um, I'd look more in the central part of the state. So between south of Bismarck and Jamestown. Okay. Um, and then also the northwest corner of the state. And that's where the northwest corner of the state is where we go as a family for pheasant opener. Um, and we run into sharp tail, partridge, um, grouse. If you guys um, want to hunt ducks, geese, like piles of them coming well, yeah, I mean, in from Canada from up Canada. there. Yeah. So as far as like hunting opportunity, that I'm going to get killed for saying this, that Northwest corner <laughs> is I think the best part of the state. Um, it, you know, we have really good pheasant hunt down here and I travel six hours to go up there. It kind of, you know, so it's six something. hours from you. Yeah. So for yeah. us, I think yeah. it's Iowa to roughly North Dakota. I think it's eight from where we're from yeah. I at. Tyler's two hours from me. Man, so, that would be a hell of a drive. So we'd have 16-hour drive to get up there. Yeah, just to get there. Sounds yep. like a trip. Right? Yeah, that's a long trip. Yep. Yeah. But enough. if you guys come up, like, south central, where I was hunting sharp tails, there's not a lot of pheasants there. That's the problem. Yeah. Because um, most are mostly pasture land, a lot of um, cattle grazing. Yep. Um, that's not that far. And then you could come – come east you know an hour or two and run into pheasants so yeah that's not bad yeah but if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go to the northwest you know yeah yeah i would yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna take my time and spend yeah right and you know for somebody trying to plan a trip on your own hit up people on social media you know absolutely don't ask for specific locations at the beginning um but you know me, I'm more than happy to share any knowledge I can. If that gets somebody up here, gets them with a new bird dog, old bird dog, doesn't matter. If it gets them up here, I'm all about it, and I will share as much as I can to to help you and get you on birds. It might be the wrong direction, you know, on so, sometimes, but <laughs> I'll try and help you out. You know, right. I think I there's more people out there that are that are willing to do that. You know, that's what this like we kind of started this podcast. You know, we just believe in hunters helping hunters and. Right, bring it, bringing the good out and everybody, and trying exactly. to be uh, conservationists, and you know, yep. it, it's just cool to connect with somebody like you who otherwise we would have never met you. You know, yeah, for sure. Get That's on pretty here crazy. Hell, who knows? Maybe someday we grab a hunt together. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be neat. Yeah. So, Travis, can you give us give us a couple good stories with you and your bird dog out in the field? We wanna, we wanna. Yeah. Get- so. Man, I kind of already shared that first hunt. That one's kind of memorable for me. Um, you know, I'd probably go two years ago. Um, is when I started really getting into figuring out sharp tail. Um, kind of figuring out where they're at, where they feed, what they do. Um, picked this public spot off of off Onyx Maps, you know, off a of whim. Went there opener, um, and we walked, I think I walked 10 miles that day. Oh, shit. That's a good day. Um, <laughs> really good day. You know, how many miles does a bird dog cover when they're in front of you, Jesus. you know? Man, what, kind of, what kind 10. of boots you wearing cover, walking 10 miles? What kind of boots? Yeah, so at that time, I had on a pair of, like, cheap Under Armour boots. Absolutely terrible. 
<laughs> just you know they'd fall apart after 20 30 miles yeah um right now i'm i've had the these schnees boots timberlines for two years now and they're just i don't know what i did without them i was kind of an idiot not to buy them Jeez. earlier i don't know that i heard of yeah those. they're based out of uh bozeman montana okay how do you spell that uh s-c-h-n-e-e-s s-c-h-n-n-e-s right. i'm looking for yep. some boots right now anyway there so. you go yeah i'd recommend them yeah yep yep i'll i'll do like the nix wax stuff on them okay um to condition them but yeah i mean as far as keeping your feet dry i can't believe i didn't do it years ago yeah um but that hunt you know we walked 10 miles and I think it was mile like six, we finally bumped like three birds and, you know, I dropped one and um, probably the most satisfying bird out of, you know, our years together as far as ours, you know, we picked the spot on the map, didn't really pan out. There weren't a ton of birds, but we found them, you know, we outworked, yeah. outworked the odds and um, it was just, you know, a great experience. And, you know, ever since I want to, sharp tail hunting has kind of uh, piqued my interest ever since then to figure them out and the, you know this year is kind of kind of proven that after that first hunt so you know I, I think that brings up something important for listeners too so you know when tyler and i first went to south dakota you know we did the the easy walks if you will yep for birds you know walking the fence lines mm-hmm. thinking oh well, guess what? We got one damn bird the first year out there. <laughs> one bird. Right. So, obviously, you know, and we called DNR officers before we went out there. We thought we did our homework. Like, yep. we thought, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. We went back to the drawing board, started reading, like, all right, what the hell are we missing? We feel like we've been doing this, you know, long enough in Iowa. We always get birds. So, we just started hunting everything different, you know. So, whatever, wherever somebody else would park and wherever we think they would hunt, we're completely opposite. Yep. Go right to the middle. Go, you know, mm-hmm. go back to the corner. You know, whatever the case may be. And last year when we were in South Dakota, it, it proved us successful. Did it? So, yeah. 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 yeah that's you, awesome. Travis, you mentioned something like that earlier, even with this hunt on the public ground that you did mm-hmm. that uh, yesterday. You said, you know, you walked way back. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't obviously you got some when you were coming back to the truck, but yeah. You got to like put in the work, especially on public ground to be able to find those birds. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they say to be successful, you don't want to take the path of least resistance. Well, that holds true for bird hunting too, you know? Yeah. You got to get in there and get stabbed up by them rose bushes and walk through them (laughs) damn things. Right. Yeah. And part of it's you want to prove it to your dog, right? That, you know, you know, they're willing to go out there and they'll (laughs) follow you to the end of the earth. Yep. Um, So you kind of owe it to them to. <laughs> to push past and not that I don't like people and you know interact with other hunters but I don't want to be around other hunters when I'm out there yeah. you know I will I'll walk a mile before I start hitting pheasant cover yep. um, you know if that's the case that's what it takes I'll do it you know so yeah, yeah last year we walked uh Tyler you can correct me if this is wrong I believe it was right around 55 miles in our we were there for three and a half two and a half days holy Six, smokes three days that's... three days that's pretty dang good. Yeah. yeah. So imagine what our dogs, I mean, they probably, yeah. did, they probably did over a hundred. It's just crazy to think about. Yeah. Cause I had my, I put my phone on to track my steps Yep. and it was 55 miles. Holy smokes. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a lot of miles. Was that, that's right. Isn't it Tyler? Yeah. It was 
somewhere right around that number. I didn't. Yeah, it was right around 50, yeah. 55. Like, it was insane. And I looked at him, and I go, can you believe that we – like, we did not – we did not break. We literally hung mm-hmm. the field, hopped in the truck. We So, in the morning <laughs> – is it the same there where you, you can't hunt till 10? Uh, no, you can hunt at sunrise. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty so, sweet. Yeah, so we can't hunt till 10. So, every morning we'd, we'd scout, like, all our fields out, right? All right, we're going to mm-hmm. go here, go back to here, go to here. And we would literally just go boom, 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 boom every day. And then we were two hours away from our Airbnb. So we'd drive two hours. We wouldn't get back to our Airbnb oh, until like 8, 8.30. And right. then we thought, oh, let's have a beer. Well, we have a beer. and about half sleeping. <laughs> Go to bed, wake up, do the same thing all over right. again. It almost – it was a great trip, but I learned that it wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be because mm-hmm. we pushed so hard. We mm-hmm. pushed our dogs so hard. Like our dogs, I mean, they were done. I mean, every day. Yeah. They were just I bet. Done. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. That's great. So can you can you tell us a story about your elk behind you? Yeah. Um I'll go with this first one here that's directly behind me. All right. Um so I like I said I grew up elk hunting whole life, never had shot a bull, um, shot a handful of cows. Um I was in college when I drew this tag and it was like three, four percent odds or something like that. Super low. My dad, my sister drew the tag also um came home from for school for thanksgiving and uh walked up the first morning first light we see i think it was like 10 or 12 elk just heading you know straight up this mountain um and it was knee-high snow it just snowed that night my dad was with me he said just take off and try and cut them off um slipped up this ridge got within 200 this this bull was right in the front, um, nice, beautiful six by six. You know, I didn't care if it was, you know, a bull and I had a shot at it. I was going to take, take it. Um, Did you do it with, bull, yards. with a, with a bow? Did you say that? Rifle. This is rifle, rifle hunting. Okay. So this is like, yeah, like late November. Um, so the, the bulls are all herded up, um, 200 yards, shoot, um, hit it perfect. Um, I come up over this rise and um it was still still alive and it actually got up and ran ran like 80 yards stopped turned to me um shot again and just dropped it right there uh, then my dad came huffing it up the hill give me a big hug um but that you know i don't know how many years of of work that was 11 12 years you know just to that point it was it was awesome um wow. it was a pretty cool moment um and then, so the f- next one, the one that's bugling on that firewall, um, drew the same tag the next year with, you know, kind of unheard of, um, drawing that tag twice in a row. So is it drawn per, is the draw per like county or per area? Is that what the yep. draw is? Per area. And yep. then is, is that like public land that you're hunting on then? This was public land. Yep. But this then nobody else, public. nobody else can hunt that because you drew that land. Is that how that works? No, there is, I think... 50 tags for that area, bull tags okay. given out, which is a very low number for how big the area was. Okay. Um, so it's considered a trophy unit, um, I guess. Um, but that far one, we walked back in, I don't know, probably four miles that day. Um, that morning I saw, you know, this bull turned into the trees and I just saw like this palmation on the side. It's just a bunch of points sticking up. I'm like, that's a giant, you know, he's probably seven by seven on each side 
Um, so we ended up just backing out that day, coming in the next morning, getting up earlier, walking back four miles so we can get to where they were, were feeding um, right at first light. And Man, sure I'm enough. Getting, I'm, I'm freaking <laughs> excited. Like, I want to do this. <laughs> you guys should. should do it. Um, uh, get to where they're at. And sure enough, he's in there with like six other bulls. Um, seemed like forever for him to give me a shot. It's in like this chest high sagebrush. You know, you can't see him. You see his rack go down. And you see this palmation come down, up and down. And um, eventually um, got set up on my pack. I think the shot, I wasn't shooting my rifle. I was shooting um, a good friend of ours who does some long range shooting. And it was like 400 yards. He dialed me in. Um, one trigger drop, perfect shot. He just hit the deck right there. Um, and then get, <laughs> was, that up. A, was that a seven millimeter or what was that? Uh, yeah, it was seven mag. Yep. That's a hell of a boy. Yeah. And, uh, get up there. Uh, my dad was watching up on a ridge. He wasn't even by us. Um, get up there and it's just, just beautiful, heavy eight by seven. Oh, no. Just, you know, old, old bull. Um, uh, yeah, it was just, it's awesome. And then, you know, you realize you're like five miles back. Yeah, I was like, packing that thing out. It's like, oh, we got to pack this out. So we had a game cart that we, we hauled some meat down, came up with this game cart so we could get it to, there's kind of this two track road. A guy does some logging up there and my, me and my dad are just dying. Our family friend left us <laughs> and we're just, it was terrible. It was like, um, just miserable and we see these headlights coming down the mountain and we're like no way it's like a sign from god this person coming down from the mountain you know and sure enough it was a guy that was uh owned some land and was logging he goes oh yeah i'll drive you right up to it so we drove within 100 yards of this bull because it was kind of butted up to his land and um, I think my dad slipped him some cash, some yeah. thank you cash, because <laughs> oh, he, sure. he probably saved our lives, honestly. We were so <laughs> tired. Um, we were just out of shape you and get, not prepared for it. But you get worried about predators out there then when you're like, on, like w w was it wolves out there probably, bears? Yeah, you know, that late, the bears. I'm not so worried about wolves, um, but I, I've had a couple run-ins with bears, grizzlies that turned me off to it. That's why I didn't, we didn't really bow hunt. When I live there, yeah. Um, let's hear. Let's hear that. Ammo. <laughs> right. So first time, um, Dad and I were out camping, up in sunlight, um, up by Cody, about an hour from our our house, and just camping summer night, like 1 a.m. I'd say I woke up and I just heard this deep inhale breathing. I'm like, you know, wake my dad up, and we don't have a pistol. Usually we have a pistol. It's like what are we doing? We have bear spray. And he's like, all right, unzip the tent. When you do that, I'll hold the bear spray. And if he's right there, it sounded like he was right outside our tent. I'm going to hit him with that bear spray. So I unzip that tent. That bear takes off, knocks over our camp chairs. Um, we didn't really get a glimpse at him, but we heard him. And so we hop in the truck and we're sleeping in the truck the rest of the night. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. But I didn't fall asleep because I'm like scared as hell. And this thing comes back you know i want to see it sure enough that thing came back i'm probably exaggerating but i was in my dad's big diesel truck and he was probably 30 yards away and he was like eye level looking at me like just oh. a 
I found a giant bear. Um, <laughs> you know, I wake my dad up Shit. again and, and he's like, oh yeah. And so he turns on his headlights to try, cause he walked in front of the truck to try and get a good look. Well, he's behind a hill. And so we turn them off and then the dome lights come in inside. So he can see inside, yeah, he you can't, can't see out. <laughs> and we're like, you know, freaking out for a second. They go off and we see him walk off, but you know, that scared the hell out of us. Um, <laughs> the other time we were shed hunting, um, spotted a shed half mile away on another ridge. I'm like, I'll just go walk and get it and come back while you guys glass other stuff. Um, I get over there, pick up the shed, start walking back, and I see my dad and our buddy like wave in their hands, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, there's another shed up here, and they're gonna direct me to it, and they're kind of pointing behind me. I turn around, and there's a grizzly, like probably 80, 100 yards behind me, just kind of moseying out right, right where I was. And I look back, turned around, and I just made a beeline as you know <laughs> quietly as I could, as fast as I could. Um, up to them and that bear I don't think he ever saw him or he just didn't care but uh, yeah another close call that just makes you oh really grizzly that close I'd be like yeah man that's just it's, it's something else yeah it, is, it really is they are unreal animals but we were hiking out uh, god was it in by the Grand Tetons I don't remember if it was there Yellowstone mm-hmm. well, my wife and I were hunting out there and we only saw a, a black bear but it was, I, so we were up on a ridge, and we were walking down, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, like switchbacks going back and forth down all the way down, and uh, I could see it from up top, I'm like, hey, there's a bear down there, and she's like, how the hell did you, you see that, and it was in these weeds, <laughs> yeah. and we get down there, and I'm like, the bear was in these weeds, she's like, are you sure, and sure as shit, somebody was coming up the bottom of the hill, and we were going to go down, and all of a sudden, this bear didn't see us, but it saw them, and stood up on its hind legs, oh, man. and then I told Bree... <laughs> my wife i said i said you need to and i the whole trip i carried a pistol with me mm-hmm. this time did not take it same thing did not right. take yeah it. right and she's like you didn't bring your fucking pistol i'm like no i didn't bring my pistol <laughs> but i had bear spray so i yeah. uncapped it and i'm like oh geez and i said i think you need to ring that bell so that way when those people start coming up it doesn't turn and run like right at us <laughs> right so she like started like barely like hitting it and then it looks at us and i'm like oh geez and it went down <laughs> and we couldn't even see it then yeah. so then we just started walking back up the hill and we got back up to where you could like look down and i don't know where the hell it went yeah but yeah those people ended up coming up though once it went down i was like oh, really? oh. i was like i, I no would turn way. Yeah, yeah i was thanks. like no way would i do <laughs> not that. worth it <laughs> oh that's crazy yeah yeah, that, that's yeah so i like living out here i'll deal with coyotes any day <laughs> yeah speaking of coyotes what's yeah. what's the coyote hunting uh terms out there um you know can, a lot of guys spot, can you spotlight can you... you no you can't use spotlights but you can hunt them in a full moon oh. um so you can shoot at night and i think they just i might be wrong here um legalized night vision scopes to where you can use those oh, nice. um, or infrared or whatever you want to call them um but yeah, I mean, there's there's still good numbers. There's always going to be good numbers. Uh, they yeah, seem to never go away. Yeah. Um, just the other day, I heard some howling 15 minutes from our place. So yeah, they're always there. Yeah. Do you guys live like in town or are you kind of out in the country? Yeah. So we live in a town, Enderland, North Dakota. It's like thousand people. 
Um, so pretty much in the country. So I can hop in my truck and be pheasant hunting in about two minutes. Oh, that's nice. So perfect. It's yeah, yeah, you can't beat it really. Um, you know, our some of our favorite spots are five ten minutes away. So pretty much in the country, I'd say yeah. pretty rural. Yeah, our our spots are Western Isle. I would say we got a couple up by Tyler, but mostly Western Isle. If we go out to Western Isle, so it's about an hour and a half ish. Oh, okay. That's not yeah, so that's got, not terrible. It's not, but you know, we don't really around like I'm in Des Moines, which is the biggest city in mm-hmm. Iowa. So that it gets hit hard around here if there's anything closed because nobody wants to drive and go anywhere. Yep. And same thing with Tyler. He's up by uh, Cedar Rapids, and there's a uh, what the hell is it called? It's the I can't I have. No, but the the big recreational place there that's just like all public land. What the hell is that called? Oh yeah, um, Hawkeye Wildlife Area. Yeah, so the Hawkeye Wildlife okay. Area. They got they got like it's huge. It's like thousands mm-hmm. of acres. Yeah. Yeah, but people are. Holy there smokes! All, people are. There I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. That's where that's where they go. That's where all the townies go because you know it's that's where it's kind of like. It's a, it's like a bottom area, so it's just like gross and I don't, know. I don't really. Yeah. It's not really fun. So, to... so like on a Saturday at ten a.m., is there just groups waiting to just hit it hard? Yeah, so we can yeah. hunt here at eight a, eight a.m. and I. Oh, eight a.m. Okay. Yep, yep. So yeah, it starts it's... at eight a.m. But yeah, like so we, so last year we got on private land. I guess you didn't go last year opening day but i i started getting on private land with a couple guys and i'll probably do that again this year just makes it so easier but the, it's yep. so pressured around here years past we went out to the field we'd leave at midnight and we'd sleep in our trucks to opening hour yeah holy smokes yeah yeah that's how pressured it gets on opening day wow. there's there's a couple fields that i've seen it where i've been there in the morning uh hunting and i'll be like walking back to my truck and a group of guys are like, they're coming out, uh, walking, just basically what I just walked. Mm-hmm. Another vehicle's pulling in. So these guys are out like 50 yards in the field. Another vehicle pulls in, guys get out, start walking. It's just like wow. a revolving door. Yeah, that's crazy. And you, you probably, if you don't see people, you don't know what was hit that morning. Yeah. yeah. Right? So exactly. you could be walking something two groups walked already yeah exactly yeah, that's why we like to yep. go travel uh we got a few spots we like to travel to or mm-hmm. honestly we've never seen anybody at the couple spots mm-hmm. out in western iowa that we like never yeah it's like back, it's actually kind of hard to find it's back on these you got to go down a couple <laughs> gravel roads down some highways through some <laughs> right. small towns I get um, map. and you get way back in there and uh yeah i mean we've had good luck every time we went there yeah, that's yeah. awesome like there's this one that it, when you look at it, it looks like it, there's just a piece of grass in the front part of the land. Mm-hmm. And there's, if you look at the map, like you have to cross a pretty good sized creek, but there's like no, one I don't think... driveway to get through. If it's not flooded, you can get across it. Gotcha. And I don't know if anybody goes back there because, no. man, we hit it. It is like, I mean, we see bob white quail. Really? Wow. Yeah, Deer, everything's popping up. But I mean, we kicked yeah. up couple bucks last year out of it i don't think anybody knows or wants yeah. to cross that ravine because <laughs> right. it's, kind of, it's kind of tricky and yeah. uh we do it every time and every mm-hmm. time it has been success for us yeah wow. last year i went we just bought 20 gauges last year yeah nice. can't hit a fucking thing with it um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh i went i went last year and so we talked about i pulled up to it 
there's a field right here, and then there's like a, a cornfield. Then you cross that ravine, you go up. To, there's another cornfield, and then you get up to that other field. Right as we're going down, Diesel kicks up a rooster. You could see he was birdie. Thought I had it. Fucking missed it. Went. <laughs> yep. Was Been pissed there. off. Yep. Went down across the creek. I'm like, God damn it. Diesel's birdie again. Literally, he was like running in circles. So I'm pretty sure this bird was trying to give him the slip. Came back around. I shit you not. I got a couch sitting. I don't know. It's probably eight feet in front of me here. Bird probably jumped up eight feet in front of me. Missed that cocksucker too. <laughs> then I came back around and Diesel was like on another one. I'm like, you'd be fucking kidding me. And he kicked up another one. Missed that fucker too. I done. I went back to my truck. I missed all three birds Just with, that new, with that new gun. And luckily, I always take two guns. So I went back, pulled out the 12. I said, fuck this. <laughs> went to the next field. And then I wasn't even expecting to get up. Diesel's birdie right away. I'm like, oh, here we go. Probably going to miss again. Quill, get up. I, I popped three of them bastards right there. One shot. Like, not one shot, but three shots. Get right. quail. I'm like, so I can hit a quail, but I can't hit this fucking pheasant. This big old bird, yeah. Big old bird, I can't hit it, but yeah. I can hit this oh. piece quail. So that's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that twenty gauge might still yeah. in my possession, but it's gonna be retired, I think. Right. I've got one of those guns. I got a nineteen sixty nine um Ithaca model thirty seven pump. It's my grandpa's. I took that thing out and I, I think I missed the first five birds and I did the same thing. I got back to the truck, I grabbed my over under. And then I went shot, went shot some birds. But <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, so, so this year we, uh, both Tyler and I purchased the Browning A5 Sweet 16. Ooh. So nice. I am hoping that that has no misses in it. So right. We're getting yeah, out. Hopefully. Pheasant Saturday. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Take it out. Let's hope it's good. Right. Do you guys do that often? Just before season, um, mainly okay. the dogs back in gear, get us back in gear, get on yep. early. And yeah, it's it. a great way, like we talked about, getting dogs on birds. That's do it. And like, get them on birds. You know, I can diesel. I mean, most dogs will chase dummies all day long. I mean, diesel mm -hmm. will, but it's satisfying for those dogs to get that, that yes. bird and they get tuned. Yep. It's a different. It's a different tune or different. Very different. Up. Yeah. Uh, mode that they go into right when mm -hmm. they get on those birds so yeah tyler and i bought uh we got 12 birds uh saturday so we're gonna have nice. a we're gonna have a pretty good time and all the dogs should get some some retrieves and some good work and i'll be awesome ho hopefully uh the 16 gauge uh, works well <laughs> yeah right so, uh, that's exciting getting try new stuff that's cool yeah so yeah awesome well travis uh about that an hour here, so yeah, we you coming on, taking yeah, the time man. to talk to us. No problem. It was awesome, guys. Great stories. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, this year's probably not going to work for me, uh, just because my wife's pregnant. But hopefully, yep. in the near future, we could uh, connect, uh, get a hunt in. Maybe that's even in South Dakota, or we come up to yeah. North Dakota. There's no need for you to come down to Iowa. It's not that good. So, <laughs> uh, but no, we we really appreciate it and appreciate yeah. bringing conservation in and trying to get people hunting and, and you know giving them everybody advice. So yeah, no awesome. problem. Thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, hit me up for any info. I'll try and uh, help you out as best I can. Perfect. Best yeah. luck to you this season. Yep. All keep right. Fleshman, Dustin, man. All Later. right. Have a good one, guys.